0: can't think your way out of a thinking problem. Welcome to 100 Acts of Love, how to help when cancer strikes. Great tips and unique ideas on what you can do to support your friend with cancer. Hello, hello, and welcome to 100 Acts of Love, how to support your employees or friends with cancer. My name is Kim Hamer and this channel is for you if you're an HR leader and want to know how really to support employees with cancer so you can maintain or even improve your employee engagement. And also it's for you if you have a friend or family member with cancer and just don't know what to do. So um, I am in a funk, like a funk. And I've been here for the last hour and a half. I had a great interview. This morning with a woman named Mandy Zucker, who you will hear probably maybe in February or March, um, and then I spoke to somebody. I'm, I'm looking for a new position in HR, and I spoke to somebody, and that that meeting didn't go as well. Um, so I finished that up, and then I just started to feel really hopeless, like all of a sudden these thoughts of like, this isn't gonna happen. This business idea isn't, you know, no one's gonna pay you for your business idea. It's not gonna launch fast enough. You're never gonna find a new job what are you doing? You're too confused. You're too, my desk is an absolute mess. So you're too messy. You know, like all these negative thoughts just kind of came flying in. And then I started to feel really hopeless. And then my phone dinged me and told me that it was time for me to get up for like, stretch my legs. And I was like, that phone doesn't know what it's talking about. I'm not stretching my legs. And (laughs) I just began to realize that I'm sure there's lots of you out there who can relate to this because, um, we're in the middle of a freaking pandemic, and these kind of feelings of being overwhelmed and being lonely and not having anyone to turn to, um, and and feeling that like there's just no hope. These feelings are really are very prevalent these days. You know, we have been in this pandemic for ten months, ten months, y'all, and we're gonna pass a year. We are definitely going to pass a year, and that's just so overwhelming. So I. Um, And then, so then I had this little voice in my head, which basically said, Kim, you've got to take action to get out of this funk. And then my other little voice said, I don't want to take action. I kind of like, I just want to be here and complain. And then the bigger voice said, no, you you know, okay, if you want to stay and complain and feel bad, then go right ahead. You do that. But you can't blame anybody else. You can't tell, you can't tell me it's about the weather or that this person wasn't nice to you or that, you know, you're just too overwhelmed. You can't blame it on anything. And so the big, and so the little voice went, hmm, and then started to take action. And I thought I'd share with you how I get out of a funk. Um, Because it's really hard to support somebody you care about or support an employee with cancer, when you're in a funk, when you're in a bad place, like you just, you don't feel like you have any energy to give to anybody else. And yet, the number one thing you can do to get yourself out of that funk is actually to give to someone else, to stop looking at your navel and to start looking outwards and giving to others. I wanted to talk with you about the three things that I, um, two things I did and the third thing I'm going to do about how to get out of a funk. All right, the first thing to get out of the funk is to ground yourself. And this is sort of the hardest part. Something I learned from my mentor, you can't think your way out of a thinking problem. The thinking problem is my feelings of being overwhelmed, of disconnected, of not mattering, of thinking that the future holds nothing but negative things for me. That's a thinking problem. And you can't think your way out of a thinking problem. You have to act your way out of a thinking problem. And that gets a little tricky Because when you're in the middle of your thinking problem of feeling overwhelmed or hopeless or everything else, the last thing you really want to do is just something that's good for you. The grounding yourself is the number one thing you need to do. And here's how I ground myself. I get the heck out of my seat and I take a little walk around the block. That's what I do. I don't feel like it. I don't want to do it. I'm like, rawr, rawr, rawr. y'all, it's raining out here. Now I know many of you are used to rain, but in LA we're like these little delicate flowers and rain were just like, oh, it's raining. So I put my raincoat on, I put my hood up and I walked around the block and I kind of was like, humph, you know, and I actually could did cross my arms cause it was cold out. So I was trying to keep my arms warm, but I really, I was kind of le- leaned over and, and then by the end of the walk, my arms were swinging sideways and I had a better outlook. So. Ground yourself by take by moving. It's re, for me, it's really important that I move because that's part of that action step of getting out of that funky place. And I'm sure that there are science behind that. If you're one of these people who studies brain or neuro, um, you know, neurology, that I would love to hear from you. So this, that's the first thing I did. The second thing I did was I came inside and I grudgingly wrote 10 things that I'm grateful for. And that's something else that's also also really hard to do. So here are some of the things I'm grateful for. I said, um, I'm grateful that I can get out for a walk. <laughs> All right. Number 10 was, I'm grateful for the gratitude list. Um, number two was, I'm grateful that um, I have something that I'm passionate about. Um, number five is, I'm grateful it's Friday. Um, number seven is, I'm grateful to have, well... Oh, to have started my new presentation. Can't even read my own writing. Being grateful for family and those kind of general things is really important. But when you're in a funk and you really want to feel that groundedness and being gra- and being grateful, it's important that you're specific. And you don't have to have these kind of big grander things. There are plenty of days I get out of bed and I'm just grateful for my knees that they work, that they still do that thing. They may creak and cr- you know and crunch, but they still that hinge system still works in there. There are days I'm grateful for. You know what I'm grateful for right now? I'm grateful for these slippers that my mother-in-law gave me like three years ago. They're, they're Halfinger slippers. They're just really comfortable, and that's why I wear them in the house. I'm grateful for the space heater that is keeping my feet warm right now. So it's just the little things that help you get find gratitude, right? So So I wrote the gratitude list. So that's step number two. So first one is you ground yourself by doing something physical. Maybe you need to do push-ups or sit-ups. Maybe you can't go outside. So you do push-ups or sit-ups or just kind of move or turn some music on and dance, right? You do that. The second thing is you sit down, you write a gratitude list and just make yourself write 10 things you're grateful for. And they don't have to be these big, huge, giant things. They can be really, really simple things. Like I said, the space heater that's keeping my feet warm right now. So that's the. And the third thing you're going to do is I totally forgot. The third thing you're going to do is you're going to write out what you can what you can do in the next hour that will make you feel better. So for me, that one thing I can do in the next hour that will make me feel better is I can work on this presentation that I'm putting together for insurance companies. So that is... The third thing is take some sort of action and remember to focus on something that you actually enjoy doing. Now, it doesn't have to be business related. It can be anything. Maybe you're going to call your child and talk to them or leave them some kind of loving message. Maybe you're going to reach out to a friend. Um, I do suggest that you avoid getting on social media at this very kind of gentle time in your mind. For me, what I have noticed is if when I get, sometimes I get on social media and, and my brain is in the space of like not being happy and feeling overwhelmed, one, I get hooked because it, it numbs that feelings that I'm having. So next thing I know I'm on social media for an hour and that just further, when I realize I've been on social media for an hour and I get off, that just further drives the feeling overwhelmed and feeling useless and hopeless. So I don't recommend getting on social media for that reason. The other reason I don't recommend for getting on social media is it becomes a comparison contest, right? If you look at my life compared to J. Lo's life, yeah, you know, I got some things, to, things I need to work on. Like there's no comparison. And so oftentimes getting on social media whether we whether we admit it to ourselves or not, we are comparing our lives to someone else's lives where they are putting up and focusing on their best selves. Um, so I recommend that you focus on just doing one thing, focus on just doing one thing that's going to make you happy, reaching out to a friend, um, maybe planning on, I've got to go through my storage unit this weekend. And so, um, you know, I've got boxes here of what's going out and I've got a list of things I need to bring in. So, you know, maybe doing that type of planning, maybe it's thinking about what you're going to have for dinner tonight and planning on the dinner, you know, maybe it's making a grocery list, as long as it's just something that you can actually look forward to. So that's it. That's the tip of how to get out of a funk. Ground yourself, gratitude list, think of one thing that you can accomplish in the next hour. I want to thank you all for joining me here. And, and um, hey, if you're here, make sure if I'm doing the podcast or not, I don't know, uh, make sure that you subscribe, take a moment to subscribe so you don't miss a single podcast I post every single Wednesday. Also, if you don't know what to say to your friend with cancer, if you are really worried that you've said the wrong thing, if you're an HR leader and you don't know what to say to the employee or to, or to help help how to help the manager say the right thing to you to their employee with cancer, then please go to 100 acts that's the zero that's one zero zero it's the number 100 and download your free five phrases never, never to use. And what to say instead? I promise that you will find it helpful. I promise, 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 promise. Five phrases I gathered from talking to a gazillion million. Okay, there aren't a gazillion million cancer patients, thank God. But I talked to a lot, a lot of people with cancer as well as widows, and those are the top five things that most of them hated when people said to them. So I want to thank you all for joining me here today. Thank you for helping me get out, get me out of my funk, um, and as always, I want to remind you, you matter. You matter so, so much. Thank you for showing up here today. And thank you for showing up for yourself and for your friend with cancer. All right, have, you know what? Make it a great day.